Cambridge Breakfast with Julian Clover. Cambridge 105 Radio. Now, new research reveals that many of us are unaware of simple ways that they can support their physical and mental well-being. Uh, we're told that taking a few minutes outdoors in a green space can pay dividends. We'll talk about that. I'm joined by Sam Wass, Professor Sam Wass, and also uh, the dietitian Lucy Kerrison. Uh, good morning to you both. Hi, Julian. I like the idea of a good walk, but but Sam, you'll, you'll remember from your time in Cambridge that that, that mm-hmm. wind really comes in across the, across the fens. So actually... So sitting down and, um, you know, curling up with, you know, a bit of cricket coming from sunny South Africa, that's, that's a much better way to spend the day, isn't it? Well, I know what you mean, Julian, um, and I definitely have felt that, and I do remember that uh, that fierce uh, wind coming off the fence very well from my time in Cambridge. I think, so we've been doing some research with Yakult, and, and it's been looking at that exact question, you know, what is your understanding of the things that you can do to improve your overall well-being? And, and what's been really interesting about this research that's coming out is a lot of people are basically saying what you're saying, which is, you know, of course, you know, I like being snug and warm. You know, I feel good when I'm snug and warm. So surely that's what's best for my long term well-being. You know, similarly, they've been talking about, you know, I have my comfort foods, you know, as Lucy's going to be able to talk about. So uh, my comfort foods make me feel good. So surely that's what's best for my long term well-being. But in fact, the reason that we're doing this campaign with Yakult is to raise awareness of the fact that that's not necess- those types of things aren't necessarily what's best for you long term. Uh, so, for example, uh, kind of watching TV might make you feel relaxed kind of long term, uh, sorry, in the short term. But in fact, all of the research suggests that if we want to have more energy, it's that quite counterintuitive things that if we can get ourselves outdoors doing some exercise, then in fact, doing exercise gives us more energy. So I- it feels sensible to say that if we, if we want to get more energy, we want to do rest. But in fact, it's exactly the opposite. And it's exactly the same with food, right, Lucy? Mm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we know that, you know, in the short term, things like chocolate and some of the research shows that people turn to chocolate to make them feel better and you'll get that short-term hit or you know maybe if it's a glass of wine your short-term feel better but actually in the long term you're going to feel a little bit worse and what we know is that actually 90% of your serotonin one of your happy hormones is created in the gut so it's looking at diversifying the plant-based products in your diet increasing fibers just in little steps where you can to help improve your gut bacteria improve your mental health your immunity um, etc. I, I was interested by this list of the, the foods that people turn to in order to lift their spirits. 49% turn to a milk chocolate bar or biscuit mm. to improve their mood. Far too low. Um, <laughs> 51% in for a cup of tea. Okay, I guess yeah. we'll just about go along with that one. 31% <laughs> a bacon sandwich. Uh, 29% a glass of wine. Is it really 51% of fresh fruit salad? I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, that just feels far too high. <laughs> oh, I love a fresh fruit salad. Um, <laughs> it sounds like yeah. you should be doing demos outside our, our offices. Yeah, another one that I love is that salad. actually 34% turn to fermented foods. And these have kind of boomed slightly in popularity recently, but for good reason. So things like your sauerkraut, your kimchi um all of your different fermented products your kombucha a fermented tea product is a really great so way what, to kombucha what's kombucha ah oh, so kombucha is fantastic so it's a cold fermented tea product um and so when you look on the label it's um you just want to look for the ones with the simpler ingredients but it's a cold kind of fermented tea it's a little bit of caffeine 
um, some of them are flavoured and it's also got live bacteria in it, which we know can reach your, your gut and improve your bacterial diversity, which is what we're looking for to improve your gut health. I'm, I mean, I'm, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Sam. No, I was just going to say, Julian, so, I mean, part of it is about kind of changing your, your diet. But I think one of the big um, things that we're trying to get across with this uh, campaign, Julian, is it doesn't all have to be you know hard work and misery in giving up your favourite things. And um, I think it's important to be aware, and this research from Yakut has certainly shown that people aren't aware, that the things that feel as if they're doing good aren't necessarily the things that do the most good. But there are definitely as well things that are enjoyable uh, that everybody, you know, does that don't require too much energy that do improve your long term well-being. I know come back to nature, for example, there's research that, you know, obviously going for a walk helps our mood. Uh, but there are other elements of nature that we can get even, you know, just looking at pictures of nature or even just sitting outside with the sun on our face uh, can improve our long term. Really? So, so, so just, just heading out, on, just heading so, out on the balcony, something, I don't know, triggers in the brain, does it to um, to, to get these feelings of, of well-being yeah definitely so so a couple of things from being on the balcony um so one is natural light so our body makes a whole load of different chemicals you know vitamin d obviously but lots of other things as well our body naturally manufactures them when, when we're outdoors exposed to natural light which you don't get indoors and the other big thing is air quality so there's research you know it's something that we're not really aware of i think we're going to be much more aware of it in a few years time about how if you're spending a lot of time indoors, particularly with a lot of people indoors, that affects, you know, the amount of carbon dioxide in the air that we breathe versus the amount of oxygen. And all those things are much, much, much better, even if you're just sat nice and warm with your cup of tea and your bacon sandwich on your balcony. I'm intrigued now because I'm in the process of, of buying a new house. Um, well, I currently live in a property built in the 1870s and we're moving up to the 1950s. Um, mm. And the one thing I notice about this house when you look at it, the windows aren't that large. It's like, I don't know, some window tax was being proposed or something or other. <laughs> Serious mm. question, you know, <laughs> do we need to enlarge <laughs> the windows for our good health? I mean, I think, honestly, Julian, that, that there is... Um, uh, kind of evidence that kind of natural light helps. It depends whether, you know, how, how good your access to kind of outdoors. Have you got a garden when, in the new house? Oh, we have, to? yes. Yeah, so, I mean, if there's kind of easy access to that and lots of you'll be spending lots of time in the garden, then maybe not. But, you know, th there definitely is evidence that, you know, being able to see more sunshine um, associates with better mood, uh, better sleep-wake cycles as well. That's another thing that's, that people find really challenging in um, in winter often, that you know, when we don't get so much sunshine uh, during the day, we don't sleep so well at night. So definitely something to think about, maybe. And, and I'm just wondering, Lucy, are, are there, sounds ridiculous really, foods that make us sleep better or or things to do? Like sometimes I've, I've seen articles suggesting, oh, if you eat too late, then you're not going to get a good night's sleep. You know, what, what's the what's the deal there? Yeah, yeah, it's a really interesting topic. And we know that there's there's a couple areas, I guess, to touch on here. So we know that your sleep is linked with your microbiome. And so if you're getting better quality sleep, that improves your gut bacteria. We also know that, you know, eating well and feeding your gut bacteria will, that can potentially improve your sleep as well. And the time of day is also important. So your body is naturally primed to be eating more earlier on in the day and less later on in the day, which is kind of naturally slightly different from how we all eat. But what I would say is it's more important to look at specific components. So for example, um, you know, not too much caffeine after around lunchtime, having your evening meal, you know, kind of 
two to three hours or last bit of food two to three hours before bed that can really help improve your sleep and, and i guess e- evening, evening snacking mid-evening is possibly not a good idea then is it after afterwards or i guess snacking generally possibly isn't a good idea <laughs> Well, snacking's okay, and I guess it depends what you're choosing to snack on. So I like to pick what I call smart snacks, which are a mixture of fibre, protein, and fats. And we know those are going to kind of keep you fuller for longer, the absorption's a bit slower, and it's also improving your gut bacteria too. Uh, Lucy, I have to ask you a quick question about a uh, story we're covering uh, this, this morning in our news. Uh, Cambridge City Council wants to um, have all of its outdoor organised events serve only vegan food by 2026. Mm. With the slight problem at a recent event, only 26% chose the plant-based option. Um, <laughs> w- what should they be serving to in- encourage us to um, go a bit more veggie when we're at the Folk Festival? Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And that's, um, yeah, that's really interesting, actually. I'm not surprised in the news. Um, so we know that it's plant-based products that improve your gut bacteria, but it's not necessarily meaning that we should all be following a vegan diet. And actually, in terms of your kind of the micronutrients you're getting, it's much harder to get from just a vegan diet. So when we talk about a plant-based diet, which is what I often recommend to my clients, it's looking at increasing plant-based diversity, but you can still have your fish and your meat and you know your dairy if you want to as well. So I think it's having those vegan options for people who choose it, but also um, you know having options that kind of satisfy everyone emotionally, socially, and in terms of gut health. All about some good um, choice. Student, I was talking to a friend of mine actually who does um, who did anthropology um, uh, at university. And, she was saying something quite interesting. You know, it's really interesting to think where we're going to be on this in 100, 200 years time. But she was saying when she got asked what a natural diet is, when anyone ever says to her, you know, one thing's a natural diet or not. She says one thing that she learned from studying you know, anthropology at university was there's no such thing. So people who live right in the North Pole, you know, the, the extremes, their natural diet, they get 98 percent of their calories from meat. People who live around the equator, their natural diet for all of our evolution has been they get 98% of their calories from fruit and veg. So there's no such thing as a natural diet. You know, it varies from person to person. So it's really going to be interesting to see how things like meat eating, you know, how they do change in the future. You know, how many people are eating meat in a couple of hundred years? No, absolutely. I, I think 2026 is possibly a little bit optimistic from the City Council, but uh, <laughs> uh, some good thoughts there. Sam and Lucy, uh, both of you, thank you very much uh, for, for joining us uh, this morning and uh, and talking about that. It's good good advice right. which is uh, it's worth following uh, professor samwas also uh, dietitian uh, lucy carrison thank you both that uh, takes us to 921 now cambridge 105 radio